You're listening to the Umfree Parents Podcast, episode 008. You're soon to chat about parenting, life, and of course, Umfree's McGee. I'm your host, Sarah Jahimiak, successful event planner, health and fitness coach, mom of three, wife, and total Umfreak. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for episode eight of the Umfreak Parents Podcast. I am super grateful that you are here and that you are spending your valuable time listening to me talk about Umphreys. In case you are not aware, the show is now released weekly, and if you did not catch last week's episode where I discussed the 7-24-2014 from Des Moines, Iowa, you'll definitely want to give that a listen. Okay, so in this episode, we will cover any new Umphreys McGee news, chat about the band's most recent show on Friday, July 20th at the Peach Festival, as well as my really great interview with Mary Welsh Fox Stasek, Ryan Stasek's very awesome wife. So before we dive into this week's episode, we have to, of course, mention the announcement of this year's New Year's Eve run happening in, in Atlanta, Georgia, December 28th, 29th, 30th, and the 31st. Four nights, going to be amazing. Tickets are now on sale at the time of this episode's airing on July 31st, and there may still be UMVIP packages available. I'm not sure. Um, If there are, you should definitely jump on that. They are worth it. My husband and I have our VIP tickets and very excited for our first night run of shows. This is the second time that the band has done a four-night New Year's Eve run at the same venue, the last time being 2012, also at the Tabby. Also, should be mentioned, in 2013, they did play four nights in Denver for a New Year's Eve run, but night three was played at a different venue other than the other nights of the run. Um, I will put a link to all of the information that you will need so that you can get your ass to Hotlanta for this sure-to-be-amazing weekend. Um, Hopefully, I will be able to see some of your faces while I am in town. I've never been to Atlanta before, so I'm very excited to explore the city and rage four nights of Umphreys with all of you. Also recently announced, September 9th, the band will play at the Angry Orchard Harvest Fest in Walden, New York. This two-day, 21-and-over event is also feature Sublime with Rome, Pepper, New Politics, and Collie Buds. Tickets are $125 for a two-day GA ticket, um, but I know it comes with other stuff during the weekend besides just the music. There will also be more bands added for the Sunday, September 9th date. Right now, Umphreys is the only band um, on the bill, Um, but there are more bands being added to that day, and single-day ticket information is coming as well, so I will be sure to put a link in the show notes for this uh, festival so that you can check it all out if you are interested in going. All right, so the band played Friday, July 20th at the Peach Festival in Scranton, PA. This four-day festival also featured Moe, Government Mule, Michael Franti, the Marcus King Band, and Pigeons Playing Ping Pong. The one-long festival set opened with Triangle Tear. Remind me with the sick jam that Jake just totally slays at about like the six-minute mark, and it starts to turn a little heavier, then goes right into sex metal to rage out this tune. I just really love Remind Me. (laughs) 40s theme, as Bayless affectionately calls a love song for 
how much you love getting fucked up with your friends on a Friday night, much to the crowd's delight. Thanks, Bayless. This tune, which I'll admit, and I'm sure I've said this before, is not my favorite. Also, ironically, my most seen song live. But I really do love the jam, the jam vehicle that is 40s. The Bayless solo in the middle is very soulful. And then bringing everybody back into full force, into 40s. Half Delayed, um, Right Into Maybe Someday, Ocean Billy. I really love the improv in this song and the different ways that the jam can go. And this one gets a little spacey and weird before getting heavy and going back into Ocean Billy. I really love the way that Bayless's voice sounds at the end of this song as well. Utopian Fur, which starts out very soulful with Joel tinkering a little bit on the keys. And then this amazing and eclectic jam that starts out really rocking and then goes into a bomb track from Rage Against the Machine tease with Chris on, Chris on vocals. So sick how they go from fur into that tease, right back into fur, which from what I can tell was very seamless. This amazing and eclectic jam, seriously such just a musical journey that Utopian always takes you on. And this version is definitely no exception or disappointment. In fact, I did include this one on my 2018 Hall of Fame list. This version comes in at a little over 20 minutes, with no actual lyrics being sung until over 15 minutes into the song. If you only listen to one song from this show, I would recommend it being This Utopian, although this whole show is really great and definitely deserves a listen. The Turquoise Bands, I'm sure I said that wrong, which consists of Chris Browerson on trumpet, Greg Sanderson, and John Schwartz on saxophone, came out to play the final three songs of this set, a first-time cover version of the Rolling Stones song Bitch, sung by Jake, which Bayless mentions as one that they've been waiting to do for a long time, and they did awesome. Attachments, which I really love it when they play with the horns on that, and a cover of Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel, which was last played 200 shows ago on May 6, 2016, to close out this one long set. The whole show comes to an end with a 13 minute dancey and rock heavy to junk that, if you're familiar with this song, you know, Jake just shreds it at the end. Such a really amazing way to close out this show. I will be sure to link the set list in the show notes that you can, uh, so that you can check out the set list more closely. Before we jump into my interview with Mary, I just wanted to say thank you to her for taking time away from her family vacation. Uh, one of her favorite weekends, as she mentions in the interview, um, to speak with me for the podcast. So I'm super, super grateful for your time and for being a part of this. Thank you. So here is my interview with Mary Welch, Fox Stasek, head of the UM VIP program and wife of Ryan Stasek. My name is Mary Welch, Fox Stasek, and I run the VIP program with UM. Very awesome. Um, so before we dive into the VIP program, um, tell us a little bit more about yourself, um, like where you grew up, kind of your family dynamic and all of that. Um, absolutely. I grew up in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, I have, I'm one of six siblings. Wow. 
And we are all together at the lake right now with all of our kids and our parents. Um, and yeah, that's that. That's, that's pretty much what shaped me. We're all very close in age. So we kind of are all remain really close together and, um, and remain close friends. And it is, um, it's a really fun dynamic. And now I'm in Charleston, South Carolina. So I've kind of moved all over the country from New York, um, to Colorado, to Chicago. And now I'm back in the South in Charleston with family and love it. Very cool. Very cool. I am originally from uh, Jacksonville, North Carolina. Um, and oh, I, nice. yeah, I love living down there. Um, I lived there till I was about a teenager, teenage age. Um, and it was very, very nice down there. So I live in Western New York now and the weather is very, very different. <laughs> so I miss the <laughs> South a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's Most very different, but both yeah. wonderful in their own, for their own reasons. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. So what was your first interaction with Umphreys McGee? My first interaction? Um, let's see. Actually, I went to go see Umphreys a few times when I was in college. Um, and that, I mean, that was about it. I've seen him, you know, like a college kid. I went to college in Colorado. So, um, Music, live music is really big there. And actually, the first time I met my husband, Ryan, was when he played the big summer classic um, at Red Rocks. And I think that was like 2006, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, we were, we had mutual friends, and we met at the hotel next to Red Rocks, like just hanging out with friends and um, became friends from that point on. So that was like my first real interaction with Humphreys. That's very cool. Very cool. And how long have you and Ryan been married? We've been married for seven years. Wow. Very, very cool. And you have two daughters? We have two daughters together. Um, Amelia Punky Stasek, who just turned five wow. on July 11th, and Mickey Simone Stasek, and she is um, 17 weeks. Wow. Congratulations. That's so amazing. Thank you. That's so amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Um, and we'll just keep along with the uh, the whole thing about family. Um, so with your husband being in a rock band, which is kind of a, I guess, a unconventional sort of a job for a husband to have. Um, how does how does that like look for your family? I know that the group is, you know, very family oriented and you know tours much differently now than they used to because of their family. So how has that helped, you know, your family and with him being able to be there for those big moments and things like that? You know, it's actually, so sometimes when I mention my husband's in a, in a touring band and travels a lot, it's kind of like a, oh, no, I'm so sorry type of situation. But it's, it's not. They really get to spend a, um, yes, it's sad, obviously, when they're on the road and we miss him. But when he's home, he has the ability to be totally hands-on and a lot of free time. So he's there, you know, all day and can be around the girls all day and see them grow and be a part of their lives. And it's really a blessing because it's allowed him a lot more time, I think extended periods of time at the same time to be around them than if he were to work like a typical nine to five job. Um, so it's, it's, it's great. Yes, there are a few missed occasions, like a few missed sporting events, a few missed holidays, even a few missed birthdays. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but they try really hard to make that not happen. There's so many kids, it's kind of hard to, you know, cure to everybody. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's so many things he, um, he can be there for and can really be all in there for that it's, it's a nice, it's a nice balance. Awesome. And that's, that's what I was going to ask you too. You know, how do you, how hard do you think it is for him to, to balance that, to have, you know, his, all his energy where it needs to be for Umphreys and then, you know, be there, you know, for you guys too. How hard do you think it is for him to kind of, you know, transition back and forth? I think it's kind of the same as it is for anybody that has to be in two places that has a job and, and has family. Um, it's it's hard for him to leave. I can see that in his face, but he also gets to make a ton of people happy and, and it's, and music is therapy. So it's a good balance and exchange of rewards. So, um, you know, while it is a hard thing to leave your family, it's a really awesome thing to be able to go out and make music with your friends. Um, um, and to, to be a part of such a huge thing that makes people so, so happy. And that's when, when, Punky was growing up and she'd ask where daddy is going instead of saying daddy's going to work we'd always say you know daddy's going to make people happy he's going to um you know like we'd use other terms that made her look at it that it so it wasn't like he was leaving her he was going to help that's awesome that's very cool that's a very cool way to look at that and I think that helps to you know um I, you know, I follow, you know, Ryan on, on social media and, and I see pictures when he's with the girls and with you. And it's so nice to see. And I've said this before, how family oriented, you know, everyone is and and how that's really what's important. And when you're with your kids, it's about your kids and your family. And, you know, that's oh, for sure that, you know, that's so cool. And I think that's really like appealing thing too I mean for me and for a lot of fans that know that that it's you know family is so important and it, I mean for me it is too you know family is the, the be all oh, yeah. end all you know so it's it's so cool to see that they're not you know these these rock stars that are just out and you know getting hammered and laying in a ditch or something you know like oh, yeah. dads and husbands <laughs> and you know like real guys and it's it's very cool to see that very cool oh yeah I mean, they'll play all night and hop on a flight. Like, let's say they're swimming at 2 in the morning, and he's on the first flight out at 5 in the morning, and so he has all time at, at home with his family, and he won't complain all day about being tired, even though I know he didn't sleep the night before because it's impossible to get off the stage and go straight to the airport and get any kind of quality sleep. Um, mm-hmm. They are – and I, and I kind of I can say that I know that all of the guys are pretty much like this. They are very hands on, and when they get home, they they dive in with the kids, and it's great. It's awesome. Ryan is there for everything. He's feeding Mickey right now. That's so awesome. <laughs> That's so yeah. awesome. Um. So if he was not in music, what do you think that he would be doing? We talk about this sometimes. Um, ah. And, and it's hard. I think he he said he would be a teacher, maybe. Um, that's one of the things he's thought about. But he had originally wanted to be a neurosurgeon. Really? And yeah, that was what he wanted to do when he was younger and shadowed somebody in Kalamazoo um, when he was in high school. And then his degree was in marketing in Japanese. So um, 
Uh-huh. That kind of that's another polar opposite part of the yeah. spectrum. But luckily, he's in music because I think that's just where he belongs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I figure out which which way to go. So we're all very, <laughs> we're all very grateful that he went into music. So <laughs> for sure. <laughs> All right. So what are some of um, yours and Ryan's favorite ways to bring music home to the girls? Um, we like to have music play. We have a Sono set up, so we have it in, in all of the rooms and um, try to have it playing as much and as often as possible. And Ryan practices at home a lot, almost every day when he's off the road. So it's nice to have them actually see playing an instrument while he's at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, other we have Funky Takes New Class at School um, program. And as soon as she's old enough, which I think a little sort of about this year, we'll be the piano lessons. Uh, it's Brian's a, originally started as a pianist, so um, it's really important for us both. I also played piano growing up for her to start there and then kind of choose beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we just, you know, as much as much music as we can is, is kind of how we play it at home very cool very cool all right um so do um does your oldest girl go to shows oh yeah and I, that is another part of that we we try to take them to see live music as often as possible mm-hmm. or punky mickey's still too little but mm-hmm. um we try to take her to see umphreys as often as possible and other bands um mm-hmm. as well so she gets a good feel of what it's like and and as used to it, and she loves it. She loves it. Mhm, mhm. It's like my youngest. He loves it. We, uh, we live right outside Buffalo, New York, and he's three and a half. And we've already taken him to Chicago <clears throat> to see Umphreys and New Jersey. Um, like he's just been all over. Like he loves to go to shows and see music, and he loves the people too. Like interacting with, you know, all the other people around him too. It's very cool to see that. Is you know, see them in oh, the environment. Sure. It's very cool. And it's so awesome when you bring, like, the little one to a show, too, how many people crowd around you and help you. Um, mm-hmm. Like, as a parent, like, they have so many people would give us, like, glow sticks or butterfly wings or do you think they give her high fives or just things to make her smile. And I think that's really special and mm-hmm. nice that they, you know, like one girl took the butterfly wings off of her back, you know, that she'd worn in there clearly for herself and gave them to the monkey. I was like, it's just really sweet to mm-hmm. do that for a little kid at a show, you know, it makes them feel so extra special. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a nice representation of what the world can be like, too, because I know as parents, yeah. like my husband and I were just talking about this today, about how social our three-year-old is and, you know, how you notice like some kids aren't and it's just because there's so much going on in the world that it's just hard as a parent to teach your kids to be social, but be cautious at the same time, you know, and, but when they're there, like shows, you know, everybody's just happy and, you know, just loving. And it's just so nice to show kids that humans can be like this too. You know, they're not always somebody to be afraid of, you know, so it's, it's, it's great. Just the community. And I always bring it back to the community because that's what it's about. It's, it's really great. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So let's switch it around to um, VIP. Um, I know that when I started, like, doing New Year's runs and stuff, um, 2008, it was still part of Consider It Dan. So can you tell us how it went from that to its own sort of thing? Yeah. 
Um, somewhat. Um, you know, Dan is one of our really good friends. We've known Dan forever. Uh, I I lived in New York and I think that it was just kind of a natural progression to take it from considerate Dan to within the organization um, because there was a few of us that could knew kind of how to do it and make it happen. And, um, and, and, and he's obviously, we have his blessing and it's, and it's running fine on its own. Um, it just, it, I think it's more personal when we can handle it within the organization and um, really be one-on-one with the fans. Cause that is what Umphreys is about. They do so much for their fans and it's such a big part of who they are that they, they want to really touch each one of their fans as much as they can. And as long as they have that control over it, and it's within their own organization, then they feel like it, each one of their fans can, they're listening to each body's, everybody's request and um, needs and wants, and they can help gear it more towards. So it actually makes sense for the people that they're reaching out to. Mm-hmm. I love the program and I can I can say it now because it's been officially announced the New Year's Eve run in Atlanta, um, mm-hmm. and I just saw the packages, so I'm super excited about that. My husband and I are um, VIP loyalists. <laughs> we've awesome. probably done it like six times now. I tell everybody, I'm like, if you're going out of town, doing it, like, do it. It's totally worth it. Um, can you tell us about the the merch? Because I did talk to Rachel, and she said that all of the um, VIP merch and everything is your idea. So I would like to hear more about how you come up with the ideas for the merch items that come along with that. You know, I spent a lot of time thinking about it. Um, this is one of my favorite parts of it. And it's hard because, you know, Sometimes you really go out on a limb and you try something new, and it's it's really hard to please everybody. Um, but I, I do try really hard, and I, I can't, I'm constantly scanning and looking for things and taking lessons or taking notes on like on the feedback we receive, and if I see a cool product out there, and it just it, there's so many factors that go into price point to um, you know because some like, we had great JBL speakers one year, but those are expensive, and it's hard to, I feel bad, you know, we have to carry that cost into the package and we don't want the package to get out of control. So, um, it's just really a bunch of different factors that go into it. I've really loved using Yeti cups lately because I feel like those get great usage and can be, and they're easy to carry around for you when you check in and, you know, different factors that, that go into it. Or if like we're playing Red Rocks, I think we did seats for the seats at, um, stadium seating for the seats at Red Rocks. Like those it just kind of like depends on where summer camp we did awesome fanny packs, but I mm-hmm. think that we maybe could be applicable for that weekend and time that to be used or, mm-hmm. um, you know, just fun, fun new stuff. So if you ever have any ideas, send them to me. I'm open always to new suggestions. Um, tweet them to VIP at Umphreys. <laughs> I will take you up on that because honestly, I use every single um, VIP thing that we've gotten hundred percent. I use it seriously almost every day. The speaker oh, that you're talking yeah. about, I have like I use that speaker every single day. <laughs> I use mine too. I have one too. I was like, I'm getting one of these. I, they're <laughs> great. You know, oh, yeah, I have it with me on vacation right now. You know, and the nice thing is, is because my husband and I do these together, we each get a package, so we each get something. So it's so nice. Totally. Like, we each have our yeah. own. Like I use I use everything all the time, like everything. So. 
kudos on oh. on what you're picking because I love it. So I'm happy. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm happy. <laughs> awesome. Good. Um, so what is your favorite thing about working for Umphreys McGee besides getting to work with your husband? Um, I, it's the fans. Y'all are just so wonderful. Um, I get so nervous before every VIP program. Like I feel like I'm a puke because I'm afraid that, you know, it's, somebody's going to be unhappy or not like what we were able to get because I push so hard to get the best that I can get in each place. And, um, it's a good nervous feeling because it means I care. I just, it's the, it's the people they're the, y'all have, they're the greatest fans and are so loving and, um, take the time to get to know you and are just always reach out if, and, and, and send praise or just so happy when they um, receive things or just open lines of communication. It's just, a, it's a great respect system. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just fun to be able to work with my husband, but mainly to work with his fans. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so what is your favorite moment of Umphrey's history that you've been a part of? Oh, that's really hard. I have lots of favorite moments. Um, ooh, I'm going to have to think on that. <laughs> that changes every year, I think. I'm sure. Um, I mean, I love every holidays. Holidays is my favorite week of the year, other than my family vacation, which I'm on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, holidays is just the best to be that close with everybody and get to hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, love it. You know, every New Year's ball drop is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it's so hard. It's, it's That's hard. Yeah. Every time I go to that show, I'm like, oh, this one's, this one's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, it's I, the people. Yeah, I figured, yeah. I, I figured that would be a hard one. Um, if you had to pick a favorite Umphreys album, what would it be? Oh, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um... Let's see. I <laughs> Anchor Drops, I'd say. Yeah, that's a great album. Definitely a great album, for sure. Awesome. Um, all right, and because I'm a mom and I'm very passionate about not only talking about your husband and kids, um, why don't you tell us about some other things that you are interested in when you are not uh, doing the mom thing or the wife thing or the VIP thing? What are some other passions in your life? Um, I laugh and like to say that I'm a jack of all trades and master of nothing. Because I can be a professional hobbyist if (laughs) if I were allowed to be. Um, I like that. I like that. Oh, yeah. I love all kinds of random stuff. Um, I love yoga. I love to paint. And I also am an interior designer. And I have a company called Barry Welch Fox Designs. So um, I design mostly residential spaces, but um, I've done a few other spaces here and there. Uh, and I just, I love, I love that. It's, a, it's so fun for me. I, I studied design in school um, and worked as an interior designer for a long time. Um, in, interior design and fashion have kind of flip-flopped back and forth. But now that I have my own company, it's, I kind of just do it when I can. I'm really my, I don't get too in depth with it because I, need to be able to be there for my kids when they need me. But um, mm-hmm. I at least have a few clients, you know, three to four clients a year, which is plenty for me right now. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, but so in my other spare time, I'm doing yoga. I'm working out. I'm a huge workout fanatic. Um, 
painting or crafting and usually with my daughter's painting and crafting and just, you know, water sports, any, any activity that, oh, a huge snow skier. <laughs> I love hobbies. <laughs> All kinds of stuff. <laughs> that's so awesome. That's so awesome though. That's, that's good though to like so many things because it's, you don't really know like what you're going to like unless you, you try so many things. Oh yeah. I'll try it all. Love it. That's very cool. Back of all trades, master of nothing. That's awesome. I really, really like that. That's very cool. Very cool. Well, is there anything else that you uh, wanted to cover? I'm finished with all my questions. I don't know if there's anything you, you wanted to add. Oh, no, I'm just so grateful to be a part of this community and, and grateful for people like you and all the loving, happy families and faces and, you know, just every fan that's helped make this so awesome for me i'm very grateful thank you yes thank you thank you for your time thank you so much i hope you have a wonderful rest of your day thank you you too okay bye babe bye